Hi, I'm Sean. I've always been curious about the answers to life's big questions. I thought it would be cool to seek some of those answers through conversations with others on a similar path. My intention with these conversations is to inspire you to think bigger, to challenge what you believe to be possible. I'd like to invite you to think outside the lines. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Think Outside the Lines podcast. My guest today is an internationally best-selling author, seminar leader, lecturer, musician, and the CEO and co-founder of Living From Vision. For more than 30 years, she's inspired thousands of people worldwide to discover the power of their consciousness and how to create a successful life. Her latest book, Dream Big, The Universe is Listening offers real-life stories of transformation, as well as practical tips that anyone can use to transform their lives from the inside out. Now, I've talked with a lot of amazing people over the years, but there was something really special about this particular conversation. We touched upon everything from energy to consciousness, life, death, and everything in between. And there's a really cool visualization toward the end that I encourage you to go back and revisit. Now, it's time to think outside the lines with Ilona Selke. Tell me, how do you define purpose? You are here to express your talents to the best of your abilities. If you are a great talker, talk. If you really love to garden, maybe do something with that. Now, mm, the purpose in life will utilize our talent, but it really is about us evolving as soul on this school earth where we become brighter and brighter and more capable of expressing our love and our light and connecting with others at higher and more luminous levels of existence. And that's my nutshell. Love it, love it, love it. Tell me at what point, you said something really interesting a minute ago, and I'm really curious to know what you think about at what point in our lives, because you said as children, we're all about light and love. At what point in our lives do you feel like we start to lose that? Well, I remember my sister and I, we had an amazing connection psychically. We could play in our minds. We would literally see the same thing inside each other's heads. So we didn't really play with dolls. We put them at the end of the bed and then we went into stories and went on these vision quests and all that. But once puberty hit, and this will answer your question, once puberty hit, we both felt like, where are our talents? They're like, losing us and or we're losing them and between 14 i would say and 16 or earlier 13 and 16 it was a bit harder being in touch with that innocent connection to energy and hormones take over and let's just be honest i hope all of us still remember it's a challenging time for most kids but then but then then the quest for really wanting to figure out how life works comes about and if at age 16 the parents or you know here and there maybe leave some books laying around or some bring up some questions of where do you feel your center of your soul my mom asked me you know breakfast table conversation and where do you think or feel your soul to be located in you wow (laughs) and my sister said well right in my heart and i said well somewhere above my head you know my mother was a little shocked at that answer, but nevertheless, it starts up again, that inquisitiveness about 
what we're here to do is once puberty is over. So I would say we we only lose it for a while. And depending on our circumstances and environment and what nurtures us, uh, and that's why I've written children's books, and that's why we also have teens taking courses. People drag their children to some of these adult courses, Living from Vision, for example, that we teach or teachers of ours teach. And the children, the teenagers have turned around, coming back into remembering who they are and what they want to do or really discovering it. I love that. And you know, it's so interesting because I think to your point, like puberty is such a, a strangely, it's a strange time for both the parent and the child. Right. And I think that if yeah. we were able to, like, if we had some tools that we could better communicate with each other through that transition, we, the transition might not be so bad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, we have to maybe just give space to nature to develop itself, you know, sure. that was, the sex drive develops, the feelings, the thoughts, the identity, who am I, what is right, what is wrong, and that regard has to develop. But after that, we're still back on track. Now I want to be a person. I want to become the person of my dreams. And they still remember their dreams. I did. You know, when I was young, I wanted to be genie, the one that can manifest anything at will. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So I'm so in love with your mission. And I'm like I said, I'm incredibly excited to dive in today. But I want to start with some context for those who may not be familiar with some of the things that we're going to discuss today. Um, I know in your work, you talk a lot about the quantum matrix as it pertains to creating our reality. Can you give us a basic overview of quantum physics as it pertains to your work? Yeah, to be honest, quantum physics has four different interpretations. So this started 100 years ago and then was postulated, for example, one of the postulations was by Einstein that there would be no communication faster than the speed of light, which he created a theoretical experiment for, which should prove it. And when it was then actually put into action because he was ahead of his time, they weren't able to do it until 1984 or 84 at the Maryland experiment, um, they proved him wrong. We do have faster than the speed of light transformation, transfer of information. Now, that means there is a substratum of reality that is faster than the speed of light. And now they're finding out, and that is going to be the quantum computer technology, entangled particles like two photons that have been together when they're separated, shipped into opposite directions at the speed of light, which for that's um, uh, one of the experiments. They communicate with each other. And when you look a up and say, A, you must be acting like a, let's say, wave or in a particular way. B acts in exactly the same way. However, if you go and say, A, I think you're actually moving the opposite direction. No, we're going to check this. Sure enough, that's what is happening. And B does the same thing. Now, it implies that when we look for an outcome, the outcome, A, reveals itself according to our expectation and B is communicated faster than the speed of light to its coupled photon, which once had touched it. Let's say, you know, people touch each other a lot or have more than that kind of a contact coupled particle, so to speak, when they're pulled apart. <laughs> you know, cats, you know, in the wartime, I think in Russia have been experimented with and the cat mom knew when the cat babies in the submarine were not doing too well. Oh, wow, so, that's fascinating. Yeah, so the faster than the speed of light uh, points to a substratum of reality that used to be called the ether. Uh, Maxwell actually in the 1870s discovered a really important component called the scalar component of 
energy of electromagnetic waves, which is, if I were to put it in layman terms, the informational content, the, inf the intention. Let's just say I send a wave of light, but on top of the intention, uh, on top of the wave of light, I send the intention for a seed of a plant to grow really well and pretend there is nitrogen on top of it, although there isn't really nitrogen on top of that light wave. You know, no real nitrogen. Anyways, we have now technology, which is what my husband and I discovered in 87. It's called radionics, which my husband has written a book about and is available on his website. Later, we can give that to you if you want, um, where you can send information, piggybacking it, so to speak, on. And now this is what we do. We cancel electromagnetic waves. So we put one from the left side in, in a positive direction, one from the right side in the opposite direction, and they cancel each other out, practically revealing no movement. There is not something going from A to B or from B to A because they cancel each other out. Wave is practically zero. However, this informational component called the scalar field as discovered and developed as a formula by Maxwell, is doubled. This doubling of informational fields happens when electromagnetic fields are canceled and the intention is set up beyond, on top of that, so to speak. So now what people can do is they can send this doubled up informational field that doesn't have the electromagnetic component anymore to a distant location to create a change. Now, if we are not in the future already, I don't know when. That is just so far above most people's head and so far, appropriately called your thinking outside of the box of your show here, <laughs> that we have people, re I mean, like in 19 and uh, oh God, what was it? Early 90s in Germany, an institute had 14 of these instruments, was hired by the government to re claim forests that had been damaged by acid rain. Now they use this, what shall I just call phantom informational fields that nobody can test because we don't have the equipment for it yet, except we have equipment to test it, but it uses the human as part of the um, subject, you know, subject object connection to test for the outcome. We can send informational fields at a distance and create the results. So these acid-damaged trees, after three years, had come back with the foliage that they had prior to being damaged, whereas comparative fields that were not treated in the neighborhood did worse because they also, on top of it, had to deal with a drought. Wow. Yeah. Deep breath here because that is like magic. Yeah. Now, this is so far out and so far beyond what most humanity, let's say 80%, can understand that it is. Even when we try to put it on Wikipedia, they say, well, this is not a seriously acceptable science. So therefore, let's just not have it in Wikipedia because, you know, uh, it's not proven. Yeah. Galileo would have never made it into Wikipedia. Do you know that? Galileo. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I'd say most of the greats wouldn't have. Right. Before their time, after they were proven, and this may take however long it does. Now, you know, these units, like there are institutes all over the world. One institute has 150 units. They made hospital studies outside of the United States, hospital studies with 40,000 people over four years, proving that simply giving informational fields to people creates 85% healing changes in the people. Wow. 
So. And they're applying it to the poor people because they can't afford the pharmaceuticals. So that's why they want to do it. Yeah. Sorry. No, this it's so this is obviously such a big conversation, right? And it's it's hard to scale yeah. it into, you know, a, a 45 minute conversation. But um, I personally think that it's impossible, impossible, really, to begin to understand how to create your reality unless you can grasp some of these concepts, right? We always hear about think positively, visualize the end result. And Which actually, doesn't work for a lot of people. <laughs> Let's it, <laughs> it does or does not. What did you say? I think it doesn't work for a lot of people because again, yeah. they don't have the context, right? Well, actually, you know, I love the book that was written in the forties by the power of your subconscious mind. Um, he wrote, and what was his name again? Um, um, Joseph Murphy, Joseph, Joseph Murphy. Um, He wrote stories and he just told people, go to bed, basically write it on a piece of paper, repeat it to yourself before you go to sleep. And that way it goes into your subconscious and your subconscious then imbibes on it and feels it and dreams about it. And And that's actually, right? Yeah. And that's exactly. And that's the part of the mind that connects with the higher dimensions. It's not left brain thinking like I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. It's more like, ah, oh, yeah, what is it? I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. I'm whole bodied, whole brained into it in my dream state. And I think directing our attention to the next higher level of informational fields and dimensions of the higher coordination, we then become co-creators with this force that supports and gives us it's a big yes force i'll tell you in a minute a story how i discovered that the yes force does not understand no's because a lot of us spend our days thinking oh no 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 i don't want that and, no my husband is this and i don't want that and this and no 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 and the universe just simply does not understand a no but i'll get to that in a minute so how do we do this with our own brain this scalar component is within us when we focus And this is why some people have more instantaneous power. When we take our left brain and our right brain and balance our brain hemispheres, we can create a zero point effect in the center of our brain. And it's as though we shoot up out through the center of our brain to the center of the universe with whatever wish you have in mind. There is one interpretation of quantum physics that describes parallel dimensions and uh, the parallel universe possibility. Wheeler did that. Um, uh, We are potentially living in a universe in which all possibilities exist. Simultaneously, right? Yeah, and you, and yeah, there is no time as such as we experience time linearly because we are at a particular vibratory rate. But if you raise your vibration, and you go higher in your own frequency. That is, you raise your joy, your expectation, your ecstasy, your luminosity, and you then input a program. Hey, by the way, I want to be landing in point X, Y, Z of time space. And you pre-envision and pre-feel that state. Okay, so you basically project yourself into a time-space moment where that particular outcome is already true. So first I want to backtrack a little bit because I want to talk, you mentioned raising your vibration and I think that's so important, but what if someone listening has no idea either what that means or how to do that, how to begin okay. to raise your vibration? All right. Okay. 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 All right. Let's start. How we can tell whether we vibrate higher or not, we can simply test by how grateful we are. 
if you can look around and go, wow, 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 I'm grateful, you're at the top of the list or getting there. If you're going like blah, 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 that you're at the bottom of the list. But there is a little trick. And I like to use it when I'm more closer to the bottom, which happens to all of us. You know, things, we don't sleep right, whatever, something's happened or challenged us. So what do I do? I look around and I look for something that I consider possibly even beautiful. Now, maybe it's obviously beautiful or I just kind of say, okay, there's finally one little light in my universe that's a little bit beautiful. That's already good. Um, okay, and I look at it and go, oh, that's really beautiful. And then I glance at something else and I glance on it and I say, God, that's beautiful. Maybe it's how the light falls through the window. Maybe it's the flower on your table. Maybe it's even the thought of how a child smiled at you yesterday. And then you eke yourself out of maybe the slumps. You know, but if you're midway, you can just start the next step, which is, what am I grateful for? When you're already halfway there, or you can just start there if you want to, if you're ready, what am I grateful for? And just tell yourself in your mind 10 things you're grateful for. And with each item, you feel into what you would feel when you really become aware of how blessed you are or how grateful you feel. Like make it a felt experience in your heart. And when, yeah, and when you do that, you expand your heart. And I just, just hearing you say, I love that. You know, my heart was like, oh, beautiful voice. Thank I just, you. I love this conversation so much because for some reason, it just, it lights me up as of late. And I feel like the more of life I experience, the more I begin to open up to everything the universe has to offer. And so like this conversation is like resonating so high for me because I, I personally also feel like I'm becoming more sensitive. It's like and in touch with different types of energy. Yeah. And I want to talk about, you, you talk about intuition in your work too, right? And I want to know how you define that in terms of your work and how we can train our intuition. Cause I think that's such a critical piece. To yeah. This. Yeah. 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 Well, intuition is um, knowing something without knowing how you know it, if you want a definition, right? A lot of people um, actually uh, have glimpses of something. They, oh, I knew, I've just thought of this person and now they call. Or I knew you were going to say that. Or they know they should go in this direction versus that. It's a gut level feeling for some people. And, you know, I like to say we have five senses that are outwardly directed, right? We can see, we can hear, we can smell, we can taste, and we can touch. Now, in the development of intuition, some people actually discover that they have an inner feeling. They're more kinesthetic types and they get a gut level feeling for something coming. Some other people may be more visual. They see a, an image or they get a flash. Some other people actually get literally visual auditory messages. So their intuition may come through the channel of inner hearing. Some people actually smell, and I, you've heard this maybe, that some people smell the master's smell entering. Like when I was a teenager, I smelled my then boyfriend ahead of time. His cigarette smells. Uh, anyways, I I've don't I've actually think... never heard of smell being a piece of that before. That's really interesting. 
Oh, really? Because people do like have this rose smell coming, filling the room. People in India, mystical people who are relating to masters and certain masters have particular smells. That's how I've heard it most of the time. And I used to, when my boyfriend would call me, I used to smell the cigarette smell that was his smell for me ahead of time. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's actually really fascinating. Yeah, I've made my point, my mind up not to be ever together with anybody who smokes, knock on wood. (laughs) My husband of 33 years doesn't. (laughs) Yes. So anyways, definition of, of intuition is knowing something beyond knowing how you know it. It can come to you through different channels. So if we know that, we can already start paying attention to signals coming in that may try to communicate something to us. And like I like to tell people, look, I trained my intuition on cooking rice. I I took the rice, put one cup of brown rice and two cups of brown water into the pot, turned the heater on, and now it's supposed to come to a boil, boil for 40 minutes, and then it's supposed to be done. Well, I got it to a boil, turned it down to low, and then I have to wait 40 minutes. Well, I did set the timer, but... I would also listen to my inner voice and I taught and I programmed my inner voice and you can do that at night. You can say things like, I will be at the right place at the right time. And in this case, I said, I will know when the rice is done. I'll just go and pick it up. I would invariably go to the dash to the kitchen, open the lid right at the moment when the last bubble of water was finished boiling up. And then the alarm would go off. So that's how I trained myself, which is, I would recommend it to everybody. Pick whatever method you want and whatever exercise you want to do, but prove to yourself that you can do it over and over. Like another one I used to do when we used to still call people on phones. I still do it now, but now I remember it viscerally. I would tell myself, okay, I want to call so-and-so. And I feel this whole urge, you know, I'm Gemini, I want to talk, I want to call. And then I would say, no, 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 cool my horses, wait. And then I would wait until this urge actually came up so strongly, I picked up the phone, I didn't even tell myself I want to do it, I just did it. I would call the number, they would pick up and say, I just literally walked in the door. And this is over and over for decades now. So I'm, I've trained myself to subdue my, let's say, impulses until my inner guidance tells me to do something. And that's when you know you're not acting on ego or impulses, but you're acting on inner guidance. And it takes training. Just give yourself time and practice. So learn to listen and pay really close attention to your inner guidance is the, is the yeah. main tip that I'm hearing. Uh, yeah. Now, creating our dream life, it seems almost like I, I love the idea of it, but it seems very esoteric in 2018, right? Things like they're <laughs> moving so quickly all around us and people can, you know, some people can barely focus on paying the bills and getting by. So can you talk a bit about some of the techniques that you use to help people sometimes out of maybe what they consider to be a rut and to start living yeah. from vision? Yeah. Yeah, beautiful question. You know, 1918, uh, 2020 or 8, or whenever, it wasn't any different. People barely had time to make ends meet. And that's just what the mind frame of our society is like. Do you think Actually, we have more distraction now, though? Because I've heard that a lot, and I don't disagree with you. I don't think life is any more particularly challenging. But I think the things around us to distract us from 
focusing on things. That's well, yeah, I think we have yet to handle and manage the addictive tendency of the digital media. Yeah. When, yeah, in 1980, I read a book called The Four Arguments for Eliminating Television, which stated that our brain likes, and this is the fundamental reason I got, I never had TV, my mother didn't, but then I also didn't buy one based on this art uh, book. The brain loves to be fed. And we love to, for example, sit around a campfire and listen to stories from ancient times. Now we've substituted the TV or now YouTube or whatever else, uh, Facebook for the campfire. And we get fed with stories. And we love stories that pertain around humans and maybe a little lesson in there. And we, our brain loves to be somewhat a little lazy and get fed with fodder from the outside rather than generate from the inside out, which requires a little extra energy. So now if you can think of digital media providing us with stimulation, contact, you know, it's like people want us, people like us, we can share stories, we can be connected, all these primal things we want and need, or just even that we are reachable at an instant, you know, somebody texts you, I mean, I have it happening, I have it 24 hours because I have... 46 people working for me around the world. So I have to be on call for most of them for some of the things. And so, yeah, you know, it's like, so we need to develop discipline and a rhythm of what we do when, and which is why I give away an app for free. It's called living from vision light. You can get it from my website, which we'll give at the end of your show, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a different website. Okay. So, um, my, my, on my homepage, you can see, uh, an, an invitation to get an app for free, which is called Living from Vision Light, which allows you to start your day with a daydreaming mind and focus. Now, when you say people are distracted and all that, most people don't set up a vision for their day. And there are two components to it. One, a list of what you want to get done, achievements, so that you can tick them off in the evening and feel that your day went according to your uh, directorship, you're, you're the filmmaker of your life, and you're happy at the end of your day. And number two is creating an internal quality, a feeling sense that fulfills your human nature as well as your soul. And those two components I put into that guided 10-minute meditation in the morning. And it's so short, people can do it, but it's long enough to get you internal and starting to work smart, which is working from the inside out. Because we give the universe a blueprint. Now, I told you about informational fields, right? So when we as humans give informational fields via imagination and the most key ingredient is feeling and pre-create, let's say, a feeling image for the day. I want to feel nature, freedom, love, connectedness, and that is symbolized in, um, let's say, the image of a sunflower. It's the summertime right now, right? Um, Then this feeling of a sunflower comprises the components that I want for the day. Now, I just call up that image and feeling for the sunflower throughout the day. And at the end of the day, I bet you all the people who've done it will feel satisfied with their day. 
Let me walk you through real quick. You asked about practicals, how to energize a choice. Let's say you want to, and in my book, I described how I described so many stories with also some steps that you can follow. Dream big, the universe is listening. So uh, my husband was a chimney sweep when I met him. He was studying ballet, dance, and classical music and made money on the side, chimney sweeping. Oh my God, that's such a cool career. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine my family, what they said when I said, oh, I'm bringing home a chimney sweep. Who's also a dancer. Like that's such a random contrast. Yeah, I know. Well, he he is a a Renaissance uh, artist, uh, but he also was smart enough to make money on the side. And at the time, that's how he made it. We obviously now do different things. We're, uh, we call him the quantum shaman at this point. So um, uh, he needed to move from uh, Maryland to Colorado, where there were a lot more chimneys to be swept. And so he, he said, you know, dear universe, I need $6,300. And um I had moved that same year to Germany to be with my mom who was about to die. And so he said, well, I'm going to just manifest this out of thin air. Visualized every day and felt what it would feel like if he had that money. Imagined getting the check in the mail and it would be there in the amount of $6,300. Guess what? It arrived. It arrived out of thin air. The government sent him a check, a tax refund check, which he wasn't supposed to get. But heck, he cashed it in, moved to Colorado. Months later, the government writes and says, oh, by the way, we made a mistake. (laughs) At that time, he had ample clients and oodles of money to pay back the check that he had sort of borrowed, but given for free from the government for the time. like a temporary loan. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, he got it. Now, when I did the Living from Vision course the first time, I remember I was 20, that was 19... 90, I was 29. And I thought, okay, big goals, dream big, you know, what I really need, I need to pay my taxes, it was March, and I needed to pay my taxes by April. I wanted a laptop, my very own laptop, the first ever, you know, 1990, that wasn't the usual yet. No, then, expensive. yeah, and you know, having it was like nobody had one, I wanted yeah. to have one. And then I needed to create a brochure. I remember wanting to do that. And, oh, yes, I now wanted to swim with dolphins in my, that was my new hobby. I wanted to swim with dolphins and have a paid-for vacation going to Hawaii, where I figured I would find dolphins in the wild. Five weeks. I visualized these four goals. And I'll step, I'll walk you through the steps of, if you just want to pick one, let's just pick one right now. Do you have something you want to manifest? For me personally? Yeah, you don't have to tell me what it is. Just tell me if you have something, and then okay. I'll walk through it, okay? okay. Pick something. Got yes. it? Yep. Yes? Yep. Okay, ready? All right. So now I want you to just describe it in your mind. Okay, in a sentence. This is what I want. Da, da, da. In clear terms, describe it in a positive statement, right? It's remember, the universe doesn't hear no's, so it's like I don't want to be poor anymore. No, it's I want to have excess money. Actually, I want excess YZ money. You know, be specific. Yeah. Okay, next. Could you do me a favor and run a little movie or at least visualize what that might look like if you had that life or that thing already manifest in your life? See yourself inside the scene doing it, being it, okay. having it. All right. Okay, and now I'd love to for you to actually feel what it would feel like if this inside this scene of it already being fulfilled 
Fast forward to that parallel dimension where that reality is already happening and feel the feeling that you would have down into your DNA, down into your bones, that fulfilled feeling that you would have if your filled, fulfilled wish were already happening. And take a moment, just feel it. I'll talk you gently through it. And enjoy that feeling percolating inside of you. For some people, it might be a little challenging. Just pretend it was happening. Just be a kid again and pretend how you would feel if it were already happening. And now I'd like you to just walk in a little bit deeper to the very core center of that feeling of fulfillment. Just whoosh right into it until the very center of your being is aligned with it. I can feel you doing it. <laughs> and then, basically almost done, just come up with an image that could represent this fulfilled image, feeling, this fulfilled feeling as a metaphor. And you can make it up if you want. Like, you know, I had the sunflower for me. Sometimes it's a rainbow or a mountain or a fireplace or whatever. Anything that you go like, yeah, okay, cool, that's it. Got it? I do. Okay. So now all we have to do is say thank you, universe, and let go and let the universe provide that or better. I always say for the highest good. And this is how I sat in the airplane when I was supposed to fly to Washington, D.C. to catch my airplane, to go to Miami, to go teach a seminar, to swim with wild dolphins. And our plane was supposed to be derailed and they announced it. Longer story. I don't want to go through it all because we only have 45 minutes here. The purser announced, okay, we're detouring. The picture in front of me said, okay, we're detouring. The doctor next to me said, oh, yeah, that happens every year. We're going to detour, and you're going to have to be bussed over to D.C. and miss your airplane. Next, we land. All the while, I'm holding in my vision, I am landing in Washington, D.C., dear God, and or better. You know, we land. The announcement comes. We're in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm going, oh, shit, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I backtrack on my imagination. I'd made a little mistake actually congratulating myself just as we touched down, pretending we were in ball, uh, not in Baltimore, but in Washington, D.C. And so I say to Don, congratulations. And I say, oh, God, I made a mistake. Sorry. I'm not too bad to uh, tell myself congratulations before time. However, I re-envisioned it and I told myself, okay, uh, let me redo this, God. Can we like rerun this movie? Sorry, wrong parallel universe. I want to be in a different one. Bzzzt. I switched myself over with all my cells, all my feeling, all my DNA, all my bones until I felt that we were landing in Washington, D.C. I said, I did say God for the highest good. And if for some reason myself or others have to land in Baltimore, well, let it be. But dear God, in nine, if not, let's just be in Washington Dulles. Suddenly we get the announcement on the airplane that says, ladies and gentlemen, we've just been informed that we actually didn't land in Baltimore. We landed in Dulles, D.C. Wow. Wow. My jaw dropped, but since I've had those kinds of experiences, and I do chronicle them on many of my books, Wisdom of the Dolphins, I have a number of pretty amazing global stories of how also telling us how we globally as an individual can redream the future of our Earth and our evolution. Describe what you want, 
see the movie, be in the movie, be inside of it, feel it as if it's happening, switch to that parallel universe where that is already true. Let the universe support you, feel or imagine a metaphor, and then turn it over to the higher forces to create the circumstances that allow you to experience that reality. Now, I also describe in my book what to do when parts of us are not really in alignment. We may say, I want it, I want it, but parts of us say, oh, no, 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 I can't. That part we have to work with and we have to address the parts in us that are doubting, sad, uh, traumatized or whatever before all of our wildest dreams come true. Because most of the time, it's, I mean, we all manifest everything all around us, whether we like it or not. And how I manifested first a husband who didn't want sex with me. I mean, he did every six weeks. Um, <laughs> and how I realized that that was my ideal version, although I didn't know it because at 16, I made this fundamental imagination or choice. I needed to be spiritual. And, you know, that implied certain other things. Well, I changed my mind and then I met my now husband. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just took responsibility for the fact that I had created the perfect situation. And my husband then, we're still good friends now, was the perfect reflection of what my subconscious held to be true. At the time. So it's at the time. I love it. And I changed it. I grew it up. I transformed it and moved into a parallel dimension where my set my entire self and belief system allowed the fulfillment in with a husband who matched me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. I want to ask you, what does it mean to take responsibility for for your life? What we get outside of ourselves is somewhat in direct relationship to our subconscious or conscious or superconscious thinking or feeling. Now, when we see and recognize that relationship, and that made programs we took on from past lives or our parents or our churches or our schools or whatever system we're in. And it may be our neighbors that uh, we collaborate with, you know. Um, people sometimes don't want to make more money than their parents did or at least not that much more um, because they would stick out like a sore thumb in the family lineage and they're afraid of being this lonesome black sheep. Now, many people who are listening probably already are the black sheep and are daring to live. But just consider that your subconscious and superconscious co-create reality. And that's once you realize that that you are the source creator of your resonant field around you. That's when you can take responsibility and only then can you make changes in your subconscious to create a change in what reflects itself back to you once you've made that change. I love that so much. So you have both an app and an online course. And before we wrap up, I want you to tell us a little bit about uh, the Living from Vision course and what we can expect as we dive deeper into your work. Yeah, I actually offer the uh, Living from Vision course in two versions. One, the full package, $345, but I'm going to give you guys a trick since you're listening. I have it also on my online platform. It's called ilonaselke.online. It's my name. It's I-L-O-N-A, and my last name, S Selke, S like in star, E-L-K-E, dot online. 
And if you go there, you'll find the Living from Vision course, part one. And if you can test drive it, just the first portion, you'll get a lot of the, most 99% of the components, and you'll get a $100 coupon off for buying the entire thing. So if you want to just see if you can start diving into yourself, discovering what your dreams are, what your real wishes are, uh, creating metaphors for them and setting that up and then practicing uh, for a week with it, all these components are available for $69 only on that platform, online, and then you get $100 off on the complete course, so um, minus the $69, so it'll only, so it's a, it's a deal, it's an awesome thing. For people who just want to get the free app, you go to my homepage, ilonaselke.com. It's I-L-O-N-A-S-E-L-K-E.com. But you ask what's in the livingfromvision.com. Uh, course and that's we also have it livingfromvision.com you can look at it and see the content um, you also see the curriculum on my online platform what's all included and it's a complete recipe to manifesting it's including working with your purpose in life in the fourth segment it's talking about how to pre-create success how to create a positive self-image in the third segment in the second segment it teaches you how to transform doubts negative beliefs and all these negative emotions into positive outcomes which is how you create magic in the hologram of the universe when you change your hologram through this technique that works 100 percent and I've taught it to three-year-olds and to 91-year-olds. I've taught it to CEOs, housewives, doctors. I have had therapists take this technique and substitute their entire coaching career with this technique only. It works. Dr. Vern Wolf developed it. He developed holodynamics and it's accessing the holographic nature of the universe. It's chock full. That course is chock full with steps of how to make changes from the inside out and to cooperate with the higher forces of the universe to create a better life for yourself and the planet. Tell me what you hope, what do you hope will be the legacy of your work in this realm? Oh boy, I would love for millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people to have woken up because of having gotten step-by-step tools that allows them to tap into their higher potential, their soul, and to understand the nature of our universe, which is holographic. And I'm on the way. I don't know about the millions and millions yet, but it's a larger number. I've been doing it for 30 million years. I was going to say 30 years. <laughs> what has you hopeful about the world today? Oh, God, we are beings that are made of the one substratum, which is the one co-creation force, the source, the source. We are the source in action. How can it, you know, not be amazing? I mean, we are amazing from the inside out. The thing we need to learn is how to die. We have free will. We need to learn to counteract gravitational forces. Gravitational fields are, and I didn't get into that, but they are the magic ingredient to create thoughts into energy, into matter. We utilize it to manifest things. It made the iron core of our earth. It evolved all the elements. It created oxygen into our atmosphere. Gravity is also what slows things down. It's also what makes us lazy. It's the part that we have to work against when we wake up in the morning in a way, but it's like building muscles to become a better you. So let's say hello to gravity and work with it as our friend to help us create the life we want, but we have to put out that extra effort to 
peek our head out into the light and grab a hold of visions and potentials and bring them into manifestations here on earth. Wow. Wow. You're so awesome. I love talking to you. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I want to thank you so much for this conversation. I personally, I have to say, I feel spiritually refreshed, just as I believed that I would at the beginning of the call. Um, Mm. Tell us one more time how we can connect with you. I'm going to make sure that everything you talk about goes in the show notes, but if you want to remind anyone listening, just let us know. Yes. Yeah. So the free app, which is, uh, you know, get it, practice with it, try it 10 minutes a day, focus on what you want your day to be. And then in the evening, I have the app 10 minutes, review your day, be grateful for how your day went and review your successes and notice them. So that app you can get for free from my homepage, ilonaselke.com. My name, it's I-L-O-N-A, S like in star, E-L-K-E. If you want to check out my online courses and just get that part one for $69 and get that coupon for $100 off on the Living from Vision course and or look at the curriculum, go to Ilona Selke, my name, all one word, dot online. All right. I want to thank Ilona for joining me today. I hope you got a ton of value from this conversation. Now, please share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from hearing it. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can now find the show on Spotify as well. And you can always find the links for everything we talk about in the show notes, which can be found over at thinkoutsidethelines.com. Until next time, go out there and pursue your passion today, because the best way to predict the future is to create it. For more information, please visit thinkoutsidethelines.com.